When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know? So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. Um, today, we're going to talk about a few different things. Uh, a couple things that I see on Instagram, um, as always, trying to expose uh, some of the misinformation out there. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about a great book that I'm reading right now. <clears throat> um. And basically all these things are things that we talk about on a regular basis, uh, but it's just like, it's, uh, as far as the book's concerned, it's nice, you know, when I read this, um, the same thoughts in a book from somebody that's very well respected in the uh, fitness and strength community. So it just further confirms uh, my beliefs in the way we do things here at Plunkett Fitness. But, um, so this will sound a little counter to what I say here, this first thing I'm going to read out of this book. The book, by the way, is called Cone. Um, let's see. There's more to it than that, but uh, let me see. It's called Cone, C-O-A-N, The Man, The Myth, The Method. So it is a, uh, I think what you call a bi- biography, so okay. it's written by somebody else. I don't know all those technical it's terms. <laughs> Like it's a auto, autobiographies when you write it yourself, that's right? right. That's All right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you got that one. Anyway, um, so the guy's name's Ed Cohn. He is who a lot of people think is the greatest powerlifter of all time. Uh, but the guy, they talk about it in, in the book, the guy, you know, he's almost like an artist in his perfection of weight training and nutrition and all this other stuff. Um, and I've found over the last five to ten years some of the best people to learn from uh, in the fitness industry and in the strength industry is powerlifters because uh, the guys are lifting thousands of pounds and um, if they don't know what they're doing they'll be hurt in a hurry and they'll, their career will be over so generally they uh, know quite a bit about biomechanics and how not to hurt themselves and how to fix injuries so uh, there's a lot of great minds in powerlifting um, but let me get to this point of this book I wanted to mention uh, it's kind of two different um, excerpts from the book. So, number one, I'm going to read this, and like I said, it is kind of counterproduct, counter to what we say. Uh, but let me uh, finish what I'm going to say here, and then I'll make a point to it. So, it, it it's a chapter called "Powerlifting and Weight Training," and what it says is, "Why do we lift weights? We lift weight. We lift to increase physical strength and muscle size. No other answer is correct." We do not lift weights to improve endurance, reduce body fat levels, improve flexibility, or gain agility. Those particular physical attributes are improved through cardiovascular training, diet, stretching, and ballistic activities. Now, this is kind of counter to what we say all the time, right? Sure, right. So, um, in Ed Cohn's world, conscientious weight training yields only two things improve strength and increase muscle size nothing more and nothing less size and strength are strength are highly coveted physical attributes perhaps the most coveted virtually every sport includes some type of progressive resistance training in their preparative regimens 
Why? There is no athletic activity in which physical strength does not play an important part. Um, and then it just goes on to say Ed Cohn's specialty is strength development. So what I want to point out there is the part where he says um, size and strength are highly coveted physical attributes, uh, perhaps the most coveted. Um, and I think that goes if you're an athlete or not because it's going to change your body composition. Um, so, you know, the thing he mentions in there, which a lot of people probably, you know, pique their interest, it says it will not re- reduce body fat levels. What reduces your body fat levels is is eating less than what you burn on a daily basis. It's all diet. It's not cardio. It's not weight training. However, weight training will raise your resting metabolism when you put muscle on your body. Um, and then the other thing is what I talk to clients about all the time is when you go on a diet, so you reduce your calories, if you're not lifting weights, your body is going to lose a higher percentage of its weight from muscle tissue than it would if you were lifting weights because your body basically uses the use it or lose it principle. So if you're in a caloric deficit, it's going to get rid of the most expensive uh, tissue there is because it's trying to conserve energy. It's adapting. Uh, and that's going to be muscle tissue uh, unless you're telling it otherwise. Right. And the way you do that is, you know, make sure you're eating plenty of protein in your diet, number one. Uh, and then number two, make sure you're lifting weights. And it's probably the opposite way, to be honest. So you probably need to make sure you're lifting weights um, to prevent muscle loss, number one. And then a big part of that is make sure there's plenty of protein in your diet. Uh, but so the big thing that happens when people do a bunch of cardio and they lose weight, or even if you just lose weight without any exercise, about 50% of the weight you lose from what I've seen over the years comes from muscle tissue. So then you end up just a smaller version of the same thing you were when you started. So your body fat percentage stays about the same, your body composition, um, and you just lose muscle tissue. So you you still look soft, Um, and it's usually not the the desired effect that people want. Um, So, I mean, that's a big thing that I think should be taken from that is no lifting weights is not going to cause fat loss directly, uh, but it is going to cause a change in body composition, which is really what everybody wants. Sure. You know, um, there's a lot of people in the fitness industry that are like, don't watch the scale and all this other stuff. And I tell people to watch the scale because it's one of the many tools I use to measure progress. Uh, And their bigger point, what they're saying when they say that is you want to change body composition, which is 100% true. But unless you have somebody who's fairly lean already, the scale is most likely going to change. Um, but what they're talking about there is body composition change because ultimately most people really don't care what they weigh. Um, they care how they fit in their clothes and how they look in the mirror. Right, right. So that's the first excerpt I wanted to read out of the book. Um, the second one, let me find here. So this has to do kind of the same stuff we always talk about as well. Um, my big thing on this is if you listen to what he says here, um, a lot of people think they should train differently if they're older or if they're a female. And, um, the other thing he mentions in here is a little thing at the very end about, uh, being able to control your breathing. Uh, and when I get to that, I will talk about how a lot of things in the fitness industry go completely counter to exercise science, which is basically what he's talking about when he says you need to be able to control your breathing. So, 
Ed Cohn offers up a radical proposition. We should all train basically in the same fashion. Whether you're young, old, fat, skinny, male, female, strong, weak, we are all subject to the same biology, the same overriding scientific realities. I firmly believe that everyone should basically train the same regardless of age, sex, height, weight, degree of fitness, percentage of body fat, etc. No matter who you are, the results you seek from weight training are the same ones as I seek, to increase strength and build muscle. So you and I are seeking the same result from weight training. I have a method for developing strength and muscle. Why would you modify a system that works? Why would you train differently from me? Lighter, certainly, but not differently. Using Ed's system of world champion athlete and elderly business executive, executive would perform basically the same routine following the same guidelines. Poundage and pace would vary individual to individual. A super strong individual would need more warm-up sets before attacking his all-out work sets. Recovery time varies from person to person, so here's the breathing part. Breathing needs to normalize before continuing, and that is an individual matter. So my big thing there that I'm trying to get across is breathing needs to normalize. Um, there is a fad in the fitness industry that's been going on for about 10 years where you basically run, you do pull-ups, you do squats, you do all kinds of stupid shit. Um, it's called cross shit, and it basically goes – is that okay to say that? I think – I mean, look, yeah. yeah. I, just, I did. Yeah. It basically goes – Exact, the exact opposite direction of exercise science, which they've been studying for centuries, not decades, centuries. And cross shit, it's just, it's a fucking circus. Um, I pulled up a video a minute ago and I showed it to Ryan. They got this kid that's overweight. He's probably 25 years old. I call him a kid. Um, and he's just randomly jumping on a box. Yeah. You know, there's nobody's watching, and and the thing is, is there's 20 other people in the picture. Um, nobody's watching anybody's technique, and they're just doing busy work. Yeah. You know, and I've said this for years. It basically just goes the exact opposite of of exercise science. And the reason I bring that up, it says breathing needs to normalize before continuing. So, the best way to get hurt when you're doing compound movements, squats, deadlifts. I mean, almost any movement, really, not not just compound movements, is to not be braced. Right. And what braced means is you've stabilized your spine. So the muscles in your torso are engaged. Uh, your diaphragm is pushed down, which means you are not breathing. You're performing the Valsalva maneuver. Um, and what that does is stabilize your spine. I know. Don't be shocked. I learned the exact opposite of that when I got my degree in exercise science, too. You're supposed to breathe while you exercise. That's You're unstable when you do that. Your chance of injury goes way up in your shoulders, your knees, and your spine when you're breathing, when you're exercising, especially under, you know, load. So that's why cross shit's injury rate is like 40%, and I'll bet you it's higher than that, to be honest, because you got people doing squats and they're out of breath, so they can't brace. Right. So all that energy is traveling through their spine and not the musculature in their torso. Um, so, you know, I've said that for a long time. It's it's just nice to see, you know, an expert say what I've said for a long time. Um, and I'm not saying I was the original. To me, it just make I, I just makes sense for me. Um, 
you know, you have to control your breathing. And I guess it's what I've seen, you know, for 20 years training clients. But, um, you know, that's the thing. If you're out of breath and you're performing a compound movement, such as squats and deadlifts especially, fire your trainer. You're going to get hurt. So um, those were the big things I wanted to cover in that book. Sure. Um, Brian, did you have anything to add to that? Any questions? No, I mean, I think that's, you know, we talked to, I talked about this a little bit before because I'm, I'm not a fitness, I'm the farthest thing you, you could, you could find from a fitness professional. And so I, I've learned, it's really interesting doing this with, with Jamie over the last, I don't know, like eight months, nine months, whatever, how long it's like, I've learned a lot of stuff and a lot of things that you talk about, you know, uh, there are things that make sense, but you don't necessarily think about the breathing things as a perfect example of that. Because, you know, I mean, I was watching that. He showed me this CrossFit video, and it was, it was this, you know, you know, a young guy. I mean, he's 20, mid-20s probably, but not in great shape. And he's doing box jumps. And, you know, it reminded me. I told Jamie, I'm like, this reminds me of the kind of stuff I did in high school, like around football, like drills yep. and stuff like that, where I was, uh, you know, I was an athlete my whole life, but I was never in great shape. I was never, I never did, I was never, I never properly strength training so or you know lifted weights we just threw as much weight on the bar as we could and that was mm-hmm. back in the the 90s you know um but yeah i think it's 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 it all makes sense what you're saying and but until you hear it as somebody who's not in this and around it it's something where it you don't think about it you don't think about it. like you think well, i'm going to work out you think yeah you're going to be out of breath and you're going to be you know like sucking air and doing that. And that's what you're, that's when you're supposed to push harder. That's when you're supposed to keep going. But like you said, if you can't get control of yourself, it makes sense of how you would hurt yourself. And again, as somebody who's not in this industry and who's also not uh, a professional athlete in the sense that this is something that, you know, you're doing it because you want to get in better shape, but it's not your life's calling. You just want to get, you know, it, the fact that you've got copious amounts of professionals, misleading you essentially by by not giving you the right information um it's i don't know it's- I, I mean i don't think quite honestly i don't think they know um i used to get in trouble all the time in college because i wasn't high energy uh like an aerobics instructor and you know i think that's i i think most people come into the fitness industry thinking that they need to be high energy and they need to entertain their clients and all this other stuff and i didn't know why I didn't like it when I was in college. Right. But it, you know, now I can look back. It's not genuine. It's not who I am. Right, right, right. You know, I want to, I want to work on the specifics and the, and the details. You know, I'm not a cheerleader. Yeah. Um, and that's essentially, you know, what this stuff, it, it's a, you know, I refer to the one, there's one down the street. It's a 9 a.m. Uh, nightclub. Yeah. You know, they got rap music on so loud you can't talk to the person next to you. They got 60 people jammed in a room. That's probably less than two thousand square feet. Yeah. How how's anybody doing anything properly? You're just sweating. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, to me, I have to give my clients something that they can leave with, uh, not just make them tired. Anybody can make you tired. A monkey right. could make you tired. Right. 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 Um. So I mean, that's that's my issue with it. And then, you know, um. You're just you're not helping people, and you're just making it harder for the people that are trying to do it the proper way. Yeah, you know, and you're misleading people. Um, 
and a lot of that for me, like I, I've said before, I spent 10 years doing stuff the wrong way. And, you know, everybody wants to lose fat. And at the end of the day, it comes down to diet. You know, it has nothing to do with activity. Right. You know, a perfect example, I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, this guy I follow on social media, James Smith, posted something. I think it was him, posted something. Uh, it was the uh, prisoners of war. And he said, how much cardio do you think they're doing a day? And you could see their ribs in their chest. You know, and uh, they weren't doing any activity. They were sitting in a little cell, you know. Uh, they were starving them. So they weren't eating enough. They were eating less than what they burned in a day. Um, and they were extremely lean. So, you know, everybody sells entertainment and they try to – they get you on your emotions is what it is, you know. And they get you on your emotions with the, the latest fitness craze or the latest fad diet. And <clears throat> all it does is waste your time and your money. Yeah. So – um, <clears throat> you know, and, and the thing of the breathing thing is that's what all these group fitness things, that's what all of them do. They're just making people sweat, which it does relief, release endorphins and make you feel good. But when you gain all the weight back, how good do you feel? Right. You know, it's, you know, I mean, the thing is, is it's like anything else. Try to find a long-term solution. I was thinking about this this morning and telling somebody they need to do cardio when they have a poor diet would be comparable to telling somebody they should go get a job at McDonald's when they have a shopping problem and they're trying to save money for retirement. Right. Like it just makes no sense at all. And, you know, I think people are just taking advantage of, of people's emotions. Yeah, well, they do. And it's, you know, the, the sustainability thing is so huge because if you can't, if whatever you're doing to – reach whatever goal you've set for yourself is not something you can do long term, then you're really setting yourself up for failure. And I mean, unless you're, you know, you're doing something extreme and you know that you're doing that and then you like you level off afterwards, but you have to, the amount of discipline that takes is even more because then you've got to get yourself back to where, you know, you're leading a, leading a normal life, you know, in air quotes. And I, I'll use quotes on that properly. Like <laughs> you're, you're back to normal again. But I think most people just, they think that, you know, you know, getting to a, dropping a certain amount of weight or dropping to a certain body fat percentage is the goal, but the goal should be just getting better. And then, you know, all the, those things are the, those are the byproducts of that goal. But if you, if you set your goal, and that's where I think a lot of us are flawed. I mean, I know I am, I struggle with it too. It's so easy to say, yeah, I want to get down to 180 pounds or whatever. Well, then you get to 180 pounds. Now what? You know, it's not, you, you don't just want to lose weight infinity. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to wither away to nothing. It's like, okay, well now what if, if I lose that weight now, well, now I want to work on my body composition, you know, or I do both do them in tandem, you know, do them together or whatever. Um, but I think that's, uh, you know, it, it you talk talking about the emotion thing and that's the, that's the absolute, that's the, that is the X factor for all these places is it, it's, there it's the group atmosphere it feeds into all of you know our weaknesses as just as human beings in general where it's like you know we want to be part of a group and we want to be part of this that and the other thing and it's so much easier to to you know to to get around a bunch of people that are you know like i don't know but it, it it's it, it's it's purely feelings based and it's not science based and and the feelings part is good but I think it's really only good if you have the actual science to back it up too. Like you can have both, you know, you can, you can have a, 
a good support group and a good um, and camaraderie and all that. But you know, you can don't don't leave the science out of it. Is my is my por- my my point with that? You know. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think a lot of people don't want to have to think when they're working out. It's like, you know, an hour or whatever where they can <clears throat> kind of forget everything. And, you know, I get that. I used to run a lot, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, I stopped running because it wasn't beneficial to my goals. You know, it yeah. it caused muscle loss. It would reduce my metabolism. It would increase my, my, uh, my appetite. <clears throat> so... Um, yeah, I mean, a big thing is you have to look at something you can do the rest of your life. Um, and you know, that's another, I thought, I thought about that earlier. I'll have people, they come in and they train with me, you know, and that's not cheap to train with me one-on-one. And I know for a fact, they'll train with me for a year, lifting weights, do a good job. And then they just, they quit. And then I know they don't go lift weights on their own. Yeah. I mean, you just wasted all your time and your money. Right. Right. You know, I mean, lifting weights is is something you need to do the rest of your life and it's it's a snowball effect it's you know it it's a compound effect you know the more you do it the stronger you get the more muscle you put on your body uh the more you improve your body composition the leaner you get um you know and and that all leads you in the direction of of really what the average person desires which is you know to look good and feel good um you know, it's like we talked about, I think, a couple of podcasts ago. People just don't want to do the work. But, you know, what I've found is time's going to pass anyway, so you might as well do the work. And, you know, there's just, you know, putting in the work isn't a whole lot different than sitting around on the sidelines and, and you know, saying you don't want to do it. Like, you might as well just do it. And, like I said, time's going to pass anyway. So, right. and you're going to be, you're you're going to be glad you did it. At yeah. the end of the day, hundred um, percent. But <clears throat> so the next thing we're going to talk about, I'll let Ryan read it. I sent it. I think I posted this actually, but I sent it to him uh, again. This is another thing that I talk about. I, I talk about often, but again, I've never seen anybody post it, and somebody posted, I think, last week or. Yeah, this is um, from a gal named Steffi Cohen. So it was actually posted. She reposted. It was from uh, Brett Contreras. Okay. So both those people are pretty well known. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, the post basically is, um, you know, it's a text post, but it says deception in the fitness industry. Number one, spend many years lifting weights properly to build a lot of muscle and attain a great physique. Number two, depart radically from what got you that physique and start doing crazy unique workouts every day. Step three, fail to disclose to your followers that what built your physique was progressive overload with basic exercises. I mean, it's exa- this is exactly what... You talk about every day. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, this is your mantra right here. Yep. And it's it, and it's that's the thing about social media. And when people get these platforms, they they can abuse it. You know. And and it's it, it's I don't know. It's just it's crazy to see. It's good to see people starting to shine a light on it. In my opinion, you know, I think it's it's just one of those things that. It's it's it seems to be a rampant problem in the fitness industry. Yeah, I mean that's a big thing. All these group fitness uh, classes that I talk about, um, you know, and these trainers that promote this kind of crap, and then they look good. And yeah, what you're what you're not seeing is they spent ten years lifting weights. Right, right. 
you know, 10 years getting in shape, lifting weights, changing their body composition, and then they want to act like all this cardio and bullshit is what what made them get in shape, and it's 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 a deception. Yeah, well, that's what the and the the caption here says as well. Just it says it's quote. I see numerous fitness professionals lately who have grown massive followings from showing crazy workouts, doing daily workouts with no rhyme or reason to them, or performing workouts that are more aerobic than anaerobic. There's nothing inherently wrong with this style of training unless they pretend or lead people to believe that this will yield the same type of physique that they have, which is exactly it. Doing a different workout every day that leaves you in a pile of sweat will not yield the same physique benefits as a program that has you building strength using the basic lifts in a strategic fashion. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the whole That's basically what we've already mentioned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it's just crazy that uh that it's just it's like an epidemic or pandemic, whatever. It's the big one. <laughs> it's a demic. <laughs> I'm not real sure which one that is, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean I mean, I, I'm we're beating a dead horse here, but yeah, you you need to lift weights. It needs to be progressive overload. Uh, you know, they have to be heavy. You know, with proper form, you have to challenge your body because your body's going to adapt and build more muscle, raises metabolism. And then, first and foremost, you have to eat properly. So, you know, and I don't sell diet, so I'm just I'm just being honest. Um, you have to eat properly. Uh, that's really the starting point of everything, and and the weight training is going to prevent you from being skinny fat. Yeah, that you, that might be true, Jamie. But what about the science of the Darth Vader mask? Oh, that they're selling at your favorite big box gym up the street here. So I actually used to work at this gym, <laughs> um, and uh, we used to sell this shit when I worked there too. And and you know I sold a few of them. Um, and I just didn't feel good about it because it was dishonest. So, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people, I think, call it the Darth Vader mask, mask or something like that. But basically, you wear a mask, you know, and they're measuring your your expiration um, so the air you're blowing out or whatever. I don't know. They got a mask on your face, and they're measuring your breathing. <clears throat> and they do it while you're exercising, and they also do it while you're at rest. And each test is $100. So, I mean... Let's get to the to the bottom of this. This is an, up, it's an upsell. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to sell you something. Right, right. And it's something you do not need. Um, so the first thing, let's talk about the exercise test. Mm -hmm. So what the bullshit they're telling you is you're going to be in your fat-burning zone. This is complete bullshit. So what it is is say you burn 100 calories when you're in this fat-burning zone, you're going to burn, I don't even know the percentages because I don't really fucking care, but it's say you're going to burn 65%. Right. But the thing is, is they have you exercising at a low heart rate. So you're exercising at like, I don't know, 130 or something. So let's say you exercise at 130, you spend, I don't know, uh, 30 minutes on the treadmill doing this shit, and you burn 300 calories. So 65% of that, you're going to burn 195 calories. All right, well, then let's say you do intervals for 20 minutes, and only 40% of that comes from fat. Okay. But you burn 500 calories. Okay. You're going to burn 200 calories from fat. So that's what I was saying. That six, I didn't make that clear, probably. It makes sense in my head. But So what they'll say is a higher percentage of the calories you're burning, maybe I'm repeating myself now, a higher percentage of the calories you're burning 
when you have more oxygen in your system, so you're more aerobic, a higher percentage of those calories are going to come from fat. I see. Okay. So at a lower heart rate, let's say it's 65%. I don't know what it is. Um, 300 calories, you're going to burn 195 of it from fat. Gotcha. Okay. Higher intensity, say you burn 500 calories, which you're going to burn a lot more calories doing high intensity stuff, intervals. Um, let's say it's only 40%. That's still more calories. Right. You know, and, and those numbers, I'm just throwing numbers out there. My point being is, if you exercise at a higher intensity, you're going to burn a lot more calories. And even if you do figure in the percentage, you still burn more calories from fat because you burnt such a significant more amount of calories with that higher intensity. Right. Um, so it's just complete fucking bullshit. Uh, and I mean, the thing is, is like when you do steady state, you know, again, you're training your body. You know, you're sending your body a message to become more efficient at that. And one of those, one of the things that's going to happen to become more efficient is it's going to try and get smaller. So it's going to, part of the adaptation is going to be muscle loss with steady state cardio um, versus with intervals, especially if you do them with some sort of weight like sled pushes, farmer's carries, um, any of that kind of stuff, Uh, supersets when you're lifting weights. It's going to encourage muscle growth um, along with the, you know, huge calorie dump from all the work you're doing. Um, so it's just complete, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're basically encouraging people to uh, not work as hard. Yeah. And I, I, again, you look at, you know, they're, they're saying this is science and this is like, you know, they're hooking you up to a computer. So it it plays into the psyche of, well, you know what? It's technology and it's, it's only a hundred bucks, right? I mean, you start adding that stuff up. Like I just, it's just taking advantage of people plain and simple, you know? And I look, I used to sell radio advertising and there were plenty of things that we were selling. And I'm like, man, I just knew that like, (laughs) like I knew it was, I knew it was bullshit and I knew it was no benefit, but it was basically fluff to make it look like, oh, we're going to give you this, you know, insert anything here. Oh, you're going to sponsor XYZ thing. You're going to tag your name on it. And you know, like there's a lot of, there's still a lot of benefit from certain types of advertising, just like there's benefit from, you know, going to this gym and stuff. But the actual, the upsell stuff is just even more nauseating because it's such a money grab. I mean, that, that's all it is, is a pure straight money grab, and it's just completely pointless. But they're sitting there posting about it on social media, and it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I know why they're doing it, because they have a budget to hit, or they you know, they have sales goals to reach and all that, but that doesn't make it right, you know? <laughs> Their goal should be to help people. Right. Not a financial goal. The money will follow. Yeah. Um, there's something else I want to say on that whole oxygen thing. Um Oh, so, you know, as far as the purpose of that, so I think that's the same way they measure VO2 max is using a mask like that. And, you know, you could really do some tinkering if you had like a a professional endurance athlete and then Uh it would be beneficial because then you can see where they're, where they're converting from fat to glycogen and those sort of things. And you can manipulate that stuff, you know, and the goal would be like if you were training Lance Armstrong or somebody of his caliber, you know, in today's day and age, um, the goal would be is to, to push up 
the the intensity that they can train at and still be in their fat burning zone. Right. Um, but for the average person, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and then the other one they do on that is a resting metabolic test, uh, which again is just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a- I mean, basically, what you can do with somebody, and I believe this is going to be more accurate. Um, because your metabolism can change day to day. Uh, what I do with people is I'll have them record everything they eat for the day, and then, you know, generally their weight's staying the same. So then you kind of get an idea of how many calories they need to eat to maintain their weight. And then I'll take calories out of that if I'm trying to lose weight, you know, which is generally what we do. Um, so let's say they're eating <clears throat> 2,500 calories a day. Then I might reduce them down to 2,000 and... You know, I'd, I'd tell them what to, you know, what percentage should come from protein and fat and carbs and all that stuff. And then basically it's an experiment. So you put them on 2,000 calories and at the end of the week, did they go down? Was it, you know, was it the proper amount? It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. And then sure. you just make adjustments. Right. Um, to charge somebody $100 to give them a, you know, essentially made up number in my opinion, uh, that's, you're just stealing money from people. Yeah, it, but, I mean it's a cash grab, an upsell. That's yeah. it. You but know. yeah, I remember when we used to sell those, and I think I sold one or two, and then I was just like, I'm not selling this shit anymore. <laughs> you know, because yeah, you know, because then the thing is, is people come to you because the thing is, it's like any other lie, right? Yeah. You tell yeah. one lie, and then it turns into two lies, and then next thing you know, you got ten lies because the thing is, is like. Yeah, you need this, and then they ask you another question. You're like, "Well, yeah, it's it's for this," and then it's just yeah, like, it never stops. It just keeps on spider webbing out there. Yeah, just teach people the basics. It's not. Right. I mean, that's that's part of the shit that makes everything so confusing for the average person. It's like, you know, they think they need to do this. They need to do this fad diet. They need to do this jumping exercise or whatever other bullshit it is. And it's like, just stop eating like shit. Right. And. You know, activity is good. We can do some activity. Yeah. And then, you know, how am I going to spend that time? Well, it's probably best spent lifting weights, you know. Right. Um, it's not rocket science. Uh, you know, they've been promoting weight training, I think, since the 50s. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know, there's so there's so many mixed messages out there. I sometimes wonder if it's, you know, to keep us fat purposely. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, so they can keep selling it. the The fitness industry or nutrition and diet industry, whatever it is, is a billion dollar industry. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a big one. Yeah, that we'll, we'll get into that conspiracy theory on the, on the next. On the, we take it, take this podcast a different route. It's true. <laughs> if you get people in shape, they, you know, a lot of people have a. Um, was it a scarcity mindset? What's what's the word I'm thinking of? Is that right? Yeah, scarcity mindsets. If you, uh, yeah, there's, a, yeah, yeah. They have a scarcity mindset where they think they're not going to have more clients. Yeah, well, yeah. The wrong way to think about things. But um, I think that's all we have for today. So I hope you guys got something from that. Check out that book, Cone, the Man, the Myth, the I don't remember the last part of it. But uh, check that out. It's on. I, I got it on Kindle. Uh, it's just Cone, C-O-A-N. Great book uh, on strength training. Um, and then remember, you guys got to clean up your diet first. And then if you're going to spend time exercising, lift weights. Have a good day. See y'all. Thank you for listening to the Blunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, BlunkettFitness.com.